In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Urorate ceri de super. Drop down dew, ye heavens, from above. Let the clouds rain the dust. Let the earth be opened and bud forth a Savior. Germinat Salvatorum. What a beautiful introit. And the, the Roman Missal tells its own history. So clearly, these words from Isaiah 45 which also begin the Mass on Ember Wednesday, which we just celebrated so beautifully, has so many of the same elements minus the Alleluia, but since it's an Ember Day with the extra um, lesson from the Old Testament at the beginning. And then similarly, as, a, as an offshoot of that, the Advent vote of Mass in honor of the Blessed Virgin Mary also begins with the same introit. So these words deserve special attention from us. Drop down dew, ye heavens from above. Let the clouds rain the just. Let the earth be opened and bud forth a savior. The column this week in the bulletin is precisely about this prayer, and it's also used in the ordinary form of the Mass. It tells me that God's timing is very deliberate. His message is gentle. The Holy Spirit comes and will only influence those who are most receptive to him, will not overpower you. And you have a limited amount of time to respond. So you must respond promptly and generously. Now, the story that some of you have already heard, I apologize for forgetting my helmet. There were quite a few things flying before Mass and the sacristy, but I think the the helmet dilemma has been resolved. Um, The story that some of you have heard before is one that my, my older brother, the priest, whose birthday was yesterday, with whom we have a policy of mutually assured destruction, um... He's fond of telling the story, but he, he thinks that he needs to obscure my identity, but I don't, um, don't mind telling the story at all. Um, apparently, there, uh, at, at some age, I believe I was two or three, he, he disputes that and thinks I was four or five years old. But at, at some age, even though I was the baby of the family and had, you know, had the right to live a gangster life, I was still using baby bottles. And it was a cause of great concern, if not shame, among my most immediate ancestors. And so they hatched a plot, which unfolded before me like this. The doorbell rings. Everyone knows not to answer the door, so I go and I answer the door. Door, open the door, and there is Santa Claus. He's enormous. Um, 
And he tells me that there's a, a newborn baby up the road in the neighborhood who doesn't have any baby bottles. Would I be willing to share my bottles with them? So I run upstairs to the kitchen, hop up onto the kitchen counter. So I obviously wasn't one. I don't think I was five, but... Hop up at the kitchen counter, open the cabinet, grab the bottles, come down, jump down, and bring them to the front door and give them to Santa Claus. And that was that. I think they waited about 10 years to tell me that I had been duped. But the timing was, was deliberate. And it, it wasn't done in any way that was overpowering. But it, it, the, the, the gentle approach was done because they knew that the, the, the recipient would be receptive. And the response was immediate. And the, I think the response, obviously, is that much more immediate when we know that somebody else is to benefit from this. And so it's in, in these masses, in, in various from various angles, we are observing and venerating the Incarnation. Ironically, Ember Wednesday, even more so than this fourth Sunday of Advent, is like a mini-solemnity of the Annunciation. But throughout, this, this introit brings us to consider the action of the Holy Spirit, and obviously during Advent, with respect to the Blessed Virgin Mary. The timing is very deliberate. And this, the, you know, the Holy Spirit doesn't come as a thunderstorm and overpower and come with the kind of force that, that smooths down rock over the course of years. This is just coming like the dew. Only the ones who are most receptive, most sensitive will even notice, let alone um, receive something. Mary, who's immaculately conceived, obviously, is, is so receptive that it's entirely possible that she was not disturbed at all, that it was actually the angel who was most unnerved by what was happening. And her response is, is immediate and prompt. Remember, she doesn't ask the question that Zechariah does, how shall I know this? He's asking for verification of the message. She simply asks about how shall this be, what's expected of her, because she's not intimate with the man. And, and the archangel just goes on and on with even more delight and detail about how this plan is going to happen, the plan that God has had in mind for millennia. Right, ever since Genesis 3.15 and obviously before. And how does Mary respond promptly, not just verbally, but immediately goes and makes haste into the kill country to Judea to her elderly cousin Elizabeth. The Holy Spirit coming as the dew also reminds us that the dew is there briefly. The dew doesn't stay all day long. We have a limited amount of time. Um, 
And so when we know that we hear the voice of God, we should respond promptly. We don't know if that will be the case the next day or even ever again, whatever the specifics might be. Remember, this is, this, is, this is God who comes in the most humble form. Who makes himself most, most vulnerable, most fragile. If he had come as a rock to be put on a pedestal and worshipped, it would be more, more sturdy than coming as a tiny little newborn baby boy. Right? This is our Lord who comes and who permits himself to be unrecognized, who permits himself to be hidden for decades, and then even mistaken for others, once even after his public life has begun. Some people even thinking that he's John the Baptist. He permits himself to be disguised, to walk through a crowd and not be recognized by anybody. His timing is deliberate. He doesn't come to overpower everyone. He comes to, to bring his gentle message that he knows will only be heard and accepted by those who are already trying to hear the voice of God. And he expects our response promptly, generously. Because it not only has to do with our well-being, but, but the good of others. So it might be a good thought, too, as we prepare for the next few days. The Lord comes to you, and you've received him, and now you have a mission. If you, can, if you get ready for Christmas dinner, or the family dinner the night before, or the day after and just simply want it to be perfect and happy, perfect as you've always dreamed it to be, or perfect as it was as you remember from your childhood, obviously you'll probably be disappointed. Most of us, or at least some of us, have have difficult family reunions. However, if you think of yourself as going on a mission that you have, re- you have received the Holy Spirit. I knew that would happen. Don't worry about it. You have received the Holy Spirit. God is in you. And like the Blessed Virgin Mary, God is actually super substantially body, blood, soul, and divinity inside of you. And now you're being sent on a mission. That family dinner or that Christmas Eve dinner then is a place where you have come to, to bring God, and, and probably with, with great delicacy and subtlety. Simply, the, it could be that your mission is to not be a jerk. Or maybe your mission will be to, to bring some joy. Maybe your mission will be to, to bring up a happy topic of conversation or to gently derail a conversation that probably shouldn't happen. Maybe your mission is to, is to bring an apology to someone or to, 
try to mend a bridge or to help others rebuild their bridges between them. It might be just to simply being ready to gently explain why you do still believe, why you still go to church, regardless of everything. And we know that, that God comes in, in specific ways and at specific times. So our receiving them necessarily means also our, our sharing him. And we won't necessarily know what, um, what he expects from a given moment. It could be that you're planting the seed that someone else will see come to fruition. It could be that you'll be there to help prompt the conclusion of something that's been fed by many people over many years. God plants the seed, he sends water, and he takes up the harvest. So we ask the Lord to help us to be attentive and receptive to the Holy Spirit who comes to us as the dew. To be gentle and courageous, to be brave and kind, to be joyful and yet willing to suffer with those who mourn, to be at peace, even when others do not have peaceful intentions, at all times and in all things, to give him glory. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.